Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Okay, let's welcome tonight's speaker, Nora. Hi, everybody. I'm Nora Overeater. Hi, Nora. And uh, I've got some photos here for you. And uh, I'm glad to be here. And um, I came into these rooms in 2003. And um, I'll give you a little bit of like what my life was in terms of like my eating history. But I came in here in 2003 at 265 pounds, um, really miserable. Um, I had um, I, I had arthritic knees, um, osteoarthritis. So it was very, very hereditary in my family. And the weight of 265 pounds was getting the best of me and just, it was bone on bone in my knees and I was in a lot of physical pain. And during that time, I was going back, back and forth to doctors, getting second and first, second and third opinions to see who would take me in for surgery so that I could get some sort of surgery to get me out of my physical pain that I was in. And every time I went, they told me that I had to lose weight. And every time I left there, I, met, I left it angry and upset and crying and saying it's easy for them to say to lose weight. And I just, I just could not lose the weight. I was, I was obsessed with food and I just couldn't lose the weight. So I'll, I'll go back to that a little bit of what happened with all of that, but a little bit of my history. Um, uh, food was big in my house. I'm, you know, I grew up Italian. Uh, it's very much of a culture, you know, eating. I had, um, I never had a shut off button when it came to food. I ate what I wanted. I always ate it. I always thought about it every part of my life activities and everything was always around and associated with food. Um, I had a very controlling grandmother who just said, you know, eat this pasta, this is what I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this much cheese on it. Um, I hope it doesn't bother, does it bother people that I talk about food at all? Or if it does, say so. But anyway, she would put lots of cheese on it and so there was no, I, I didn't grow up with like any boundaries around food. You know, you ate as much as you wanted and you ate what you wanted and that was it. So I never had a shut off button. Um, I stole food like most people did. I had roommates, I stole food. Um, I um, would go to eat with friends and um, I would eat dinner with them and then I'd go home and I'd eat again. Um, my day consisted of eating all day. Like I just, you know, if I was hanging out in one of the districts, say the Mission District, and hanging with friends and shopping, it would be like all day. Let's go here, let's get that, let's, you know, let's just, I would eat all day long. So the time I like went to bed. Um, uh, sugar was, was very much uh, addictive for me. Um, uh, I ate lots of sugar. Um, there wasn't a shut off button when I ate a lot of sugar. Um, 
growing up, you can tell from my pitches, I was always very heavy. Um, uh, as a teen, I was kind of involved in drugs at the time because part of my addiction is there too, but I'll stick, I'll stick to OA. So I was able, you couldn't really tell physically, but I was always compulsively eating, but you couldn't tell because I was keeping it off like with drugs. Um, then um, as time, so that's pretty much like my history, just like always involved, you know, very involved in food, everything consists of food, no shut off button, no boundaries at home. Uh, messages I always got from my family was, you're such a pretty girl if you can only lose weight. You know, and that started like my body image issues. I had a lot of issues around that. Um, I did all kinds of diets, you name it, from A to Z, I did all the kinds of diets. Um, I was very successful in Weight Watchers. Um, I was so successful that if you were very successful, you became, you worked for them and you didn't have to pay for the dues to be there, so I was very successful. Um, but I always had the difficulty keeping it off. Um, Taking the weight off, I'm not going to say it was easy, but it was a lot easier to take the weight off versus keep it off. I could never keep it off. If I would lose 20, I would gain 10. If I would lose, you know, 30, I would gain, you know, even more than that. Um, my highest weight, as I said, when I came in here, I had reached the point of 265 pounds. Um, and um, I wasn't the kind of person where, you know, there was anybody that said, you know, there is a place like OA. Some people have that experience where they say, you know, there was someone that said, oh, you know, you might have a problem with food, Nora, you know, there's this kind of program. That just wasn't my experience. I wish it was. It was not. And I didn't know that I was a compulsive overeater. It's all I knew is that I like to eat, and I just didn't know when to stop to eat. I didn't know that it was a disease, you know, and it was such a relief to know that it was a disease when I came into these rooms. So what happened was, having gone through all of that, um, you know, trying different diets, doing all of that, um, I... You know, I was in other 12-step groups. I came in from other 12-step groups. And then I was in this one 12-step group. And the food really served me because I was going really deep into some, like, deep 12-step, you know, work on childhood stuff and stuff like that. And it served me. It served me in that way that I was just sort of numbing out those feelings and going through this stuff. But how much, how much recovery was I really getting? Because, you know... Food really, really was numbing me out, really. Um, I didn't have much clarity. Um, you know, you, it was beginning to really see physically, but my, you know, my, my emotional being and everything was just totally off key. And I didn't know it was all associated with food. And so what happened was, after going in and out of going through the doctors and all of this, um, you know, going back and forth with them telling me that, you know, I had to lose weight for surgery. 
You know, I just kind of look at it as what now what I see is what they call a spiritual awakening, my moment of clarity where I, I woke up one morning and um, I just was like in so much pain physically and crying and I just, you know, I just... I just surrendered to what I thought was a God at the time and just said, I, I really need help. I just really, really need help, God. And something just told me, I knew from other 12-step groups, to call, you know, like, some sort of, I, I had called, like, the AA line, just to just see if there are other 12-step groups that are, and they mentioned, they mentioned OA. And they told me, you know, this, this was my very first meeting, and they said there's this meeting, uh, and they have a newcomer's meeting before the meeting. And you don't have to stay for the full meeting if you don't want to. And I was really frightened. And that, I'm glad that they told me that, because I thought, I'll dash in and I'll dash out, and I'll see what kind of food plans they have and what they're doing, you know. Um, to take weight off, you know, no idea what it, I had some idea that it was a spiritual program, you know, being in other 12-step groups. But anyway, at that point in my life, I was on a cane because I couldn't walk without a cane anymore. And it got to the point where I, li I, I literally worked eight blocks from my job and I have to take a cab to go home because my job, I'm on my feet, I'm in retail, and by the end of the day, I couldn't even walk like a block and a half. I mean, I had just really hit a physical bottom. So I came to this meeting downstairs into the newcomer's meeting with a cane, crying, very fearful, and um, I listened to people, and they gave me a newcomer's packet. And it was the very first time that I had put together, and I said, I said out loud, my name is Nora. That's 10 minutes, right? My name is Nora, and I really have a problem with food. And I'm in a lot of pain, and they won't take me in for surgery, and I really don't know what to do, you know? And that kind of started it. And, uh, I got a lot of information that night, and uh, I did stay for the big meeting afterwards, and I listened to, to the speaker, and I couldn't really relate, but what I could relate to was they said it was a disease, because like I said, I had gone into other 12-step groups till I got into here. And I thought, if, it, if, if I can get recovery in other rooms, and these people can get recovery, and there's recovery out there, then why, why can't I do it? And people just said, keep coming back, you know? And um, that night I went home and I ate a pizza. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't get abstinent at all. And then I came to my second meeting and I met my sponsor, which most of you know, and um, I'm no longer working with him, but his name is Grisha. And um, I like what he had to say, and um, what I heard was someone up there that was, was in pain like I was, um, had lost over 200 pounds, um, had a spiritual life, had a life, a, a very happy, joyous life, 
due to the program of Overeaters Anonymous. And um, I spoke to him after, I took some numbers down. Um, I talked to him after the meeting and um, I said, I know that you really need a sponsor. I don't, I don't know if you want to sponsor me. I have no idea how to work this program. I don't know what you do. What is your food plan? And he said, let's have coffee. Let's, let's go out and talk. And we really connected, and um, I sat with him, and he told me his story, what it was like, what happened, and how we got into the rooms. And this is how we did it. And um, what are the tools of the program that are required? And he asked me to bring my newcomer's packet, and I brought it. And he said, you can define a food plan. And at the beginning, it was really hard for me. At 265 pounds, I wasn't going to eat four ounces of chicken. You know, and he made it really realistic to me that, you know, you could come up with, you know, we'll come up with a food plan that's doable for you to do at the moment. You know, the fact that what it is is that you, you have to define what your, your, um, your trigger foods are. And I'm not going to talk much about, like, my food program. We all know that, that it is one of the tools of the program. My, my, my food plan can be different than your food plan. You know, but I knew I had to get rid of the things that were troubling me, that were the trigger foods of my addiction, which was sugar and all that. And there was something in me that had that willingness, and I took every binge food in my apartment and I gave it away. And I started a clean slate in my refrigerator. And it was really frightening because food had been my God. Food had been my partner. Food had been my life. You know, when, when I was sad or I was happy or whatever, I could go to my favorite, whatever it was. And um, one of the things that Grisha taught me as my sponsor that really worked for me was just for today, don't put splendor into your coffee. And I thought, I can do that just for today. Sometimes it was one moment, you know, whatever it was. And, and I just asked, like, something, you know, I was working the steps. I didn't know what a higher power was. But I knew what, was, wasn't, work, what wasn't working for me. And he kept sharing that. It's something greater than me that's helping me. And I kept asking for that help. And I got the grace that I needed. And I started putting, I started putting times together. And um, one of the things that had to really work for me is I didn't have a shut off button. So like I said, my whole day consisted of eating. So not, I had to have boundaries around food um, in the sense of, um, I could eat three meals a day, and that was it. And I remember how frightening that was, that one day, I had eaten my three meals, and it was like five o'clock, and I was like, what the hell am I gonna do now? And the only thing I could think of was go home and take a nap. You know, I had no idea what to do with that. It was a whole new territory for me. Um, so, started working the steps, um, the, the steps were like uh, revolutionary, you know, when I learned that in AA, it was very revolutionary because there were things on there that 
Um, I knew work for me another 12-step group. And um, step one in really admitting that powerlessness, that there had to be something else greater than me in that step that was going to help me with this compulsion that I had. Um, and that with two, that all could be possible, you know, the insanity that I had around food was completely, you know, crazy that I could be restored. And at first I didn't believe it and I acted as if, I was told to act as if. And I started working the third step and the fourth and um, really looked at my common threads in my fourth step and what my life really looked like on paper with what I was doing to myself physically, spiritually, and mentally, like with food. And then being able to give that away, the dark secrets of what I had done with food and the stealing and the, you know, the body images and all that stuff was just very freeing for me. And um, then doing my six and seven and looking um, diligently at my character defects associated with food and the dishonesty I had around it. And you know, just working the rest of the steps and then having a spiritual awakening, I had, I started sponsoring people and um, honestly, I never worked the 12 steps through everybody. Um, they didn't stick around for me. I'm, I'm sponsoring one person now. Um, I used to go to a lot of meetings. Um, to be honest with you, I was talking to someone in the fellowship before I came in here. Recently, this past year, I haven't been going to OA meetings. And I want to say that out loud, that that is not a good idea for people in the rooms, uh, especially newcomers. Um, my life is getting very big. And when, they, when your life gets really big, you, you, don't, you don't want to let your life get big, too big, that you forget where you came from. And I'm very grateful for this program, but I'm also working three other programs. So I'm going to say out loud that I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to start doing um, some online meetings. You know, you do what you can when you can, as as long as long as I'm doing some type of meeting. Um, so that's where I am, like with that. Um, in terms of like my food plan, I'm still. Um, I've refined my new, my plan several times with my sponsor. I never change anything unless I confirm it with somebody else. I need somebody else to run that by. I run it by my sponsor, and then I run it by my high power. And I've changed my food plans just a little bit over the 15 years I've been in program. Um, about five years ago, I really struggled with, I, I had to be on a new medication for a skin disease I have and also going through menopause. And those two situations would cause me to gain weight. And I really had to struggle and come to peace with gaining some weight because of the medication. But I also need the medication and I'm also going through, through menopause. And I had lots of conversation with my higher power with, about that and I, I've come to peace with that. Um, you know, the old saying comes, I came for the vanity, but now I have my sanity. Um, you know, I'm not 120 pounds, and I don't care. What I do have is I have a peace of mind. Um, 
and I have, a, I have really good health. Um, this past year I went to the doctors and my doctor said, <coughs> you know, everything is absolutely perfect. And he said, for my height and my weight and my age going through menopause, and I'm at the ideal weight for someone. Um, I don't weigh myself, I don't own a weight. I don't own a scale in my house because that's one of my obsessions. Um, I, once in a while I will weigh myself at the gym just to see where I'm at. Um, within my, I, I always gauge from where I was when I came in to where I came in now and I always fluctuate in between that. I always fluctuate in between that. And I've gained about 10 pounds within 15 years, and I'm okay with that. I'm not obsessed with that, I've come to peace with that. Um, let's see, what else can I talk about? I wanted to just read this really quickly, that really resonated for me when I first came in program. I didn't wear glasses when I came in, but I do now. <laughs> um, This, this really resonated for me. I mean, what defines me from someone who eats uh, normal or can go to a diet and, you know, a diet program and be okay with that? Um, I can't. I'm not that average person. You know, I have a disease of, comp of compulsive eating. I have a disease. I don't have a shut-off button. And what this says, in Overeaters Anonymous, we begin our program of recovery by admitting that we are powerless over food, and some of us have had difficulty with the admission because we've had so much experience in trying to control our eating. That was me. Control, control, control. I could be the star of like any program, but keeping it off, couldn't do it. At one time, or periodically, both of us were able to do so. Our eating may be out of control right now, but we persistent in thinking, but someday soon we'll again muster the strength of character needed to check our eating assets. And this time, at that time, we keep them under control. For all of us, however, the days of controlled eating grew fewer and farther apart until at last we came to OA looking for a new solution. And there is a solution. It's a three, it's a three-part program. It's physical, emotional, and spiritual, and I always have to keep those intact. And it's not about the vanity for me now, it's more about working the spiritual program because there has to be something greater than me that has given me the grace of abstinence, that continues to give me that grace of abstinence, and it's to keep me long-term abstinence. Because the clarity that I have now and the life that I have now is so much better than it was before. My life doesn't, is not obsessed with food anymore. You know, it's like they say three meals, you know, and life in between is, is a saying that they say there, and that's true. You know, my interest consisted of food. It was just like all over the place. It's like, now it's like, you know, three meals and life in between that. It's not, it's not about the food. It's about the food, but it's really not about the food. It's, 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 um, 
it's a disease. It's a disease that, that wants to um, constantly be at me, you know, to say this is okay. And the last thing I just want to say is, you know, my abstinence hasn't been perfect. My bottom line abstinence is sugar for sure. Um, it was such a drug for me. And through the grace of God, and it's nothing but the grace of God that I have not had sugar for 15 years. Um, but, you know, um, my food is not always perfect. You know, um, I, I weigh and measure my food. I, I eat the same thing every day. Um, but I have to do things that keep me absent, that are things sometimes I don't want to do, like 8 o'clock at night and I know I have no food in my house. And then you know that if, if I have the food in my refrigerator, then I have the food that will keep me absent, the meals that I can make for my lunches, my dinners, you know, I go to any length for my accident. I can't, I can't afford not to. Um, and I guess that's all I have to say. And um, welcome to the newcomers. Um, if you didn't hear something tonight, I mean, there's several meetings in the city. Um, and if you have any questions after the meeting, I'd be glad to talk to you. Thank you.